Okay, so now we're beginning chapter 52. Now, in chapter 51, we were exploring the question of how can we define and identify a certain place as God's place when he truly is everywhere. And to understand this, we focused on our soul inside our body, a microcosm example of God in creation. We saw there are three levels. On the first level, the soul completely penetrates in her intestines intensity, every aspect of the body, but it's such a high level of soul that the body can't relate to it and therefore can't absorb it or be aware of it. And then the soul constricts herself to reside in the brain, the most refined part of the body, the most open to the soul's energy. And then she constricts herself further and from the brain can be revealed and give each body part what it needs to do its function. Similarly, we discuss God and creation. And we discuss the first and third step in parallel to the soul and the body, but we didn't do the second. On the first level, God and creation, like the soul and our body, is so intense that he's equally on every single level of creation and completely not perceivable to any creation because the intensity is too much for any creation to absorb. So he's equally there, but he's not being absorbed at all. And then there's something that happens that we don't know. And then, through this process, God then constricts himself and relates to each aspect of creation as per its capacity, still being the same, in a sense, but yet that sameness goes through many, many, many varying layers that muffle the energy, so each creation absorbs what it can. And now we're going to discuss what happens in between step one and step three, which is that just like by the soul, its primary locale is in the brain, and then from there, everything receives in its constricted form, so too by God. The primary revelation of God is in the intellectual aspects of God's energy, in his will, seminal wisdom, and understanding, and connectivity. The Kesser, and then Chachm bin Adas, which is called, in general, we can call it the intellect of God. And this is where God is first expressing himself. It's the second level. Because on the first level, God is giving existence to all of creation, but creation can't feel what it's getting because it's too powerful. So then God constricts himself to fit within the parameters of the skeleton structure of the world that he created called the intellect. Because again, the intellect is the most naturally godly and therefore the most able to house God in a constricted form, but not so constricted. And this is engarbed directly from this level of God in the intellect of each world. It's garbed in God's Torah and her commandments. So from God being too intense to be expressed at all, to being constricted within the intellect of a world, to then be expressed in Torah and her commandments. And this revelation of God 
which comes from this space of God housing himself in the intellectual energy, from here comes the ability for every aspect of creation to absorb God, but not directly. Unlike in our body where it's the souls and the brain and then from the brain constricts itself to every aspect of the body, but God is more complex than that. And from this repository of God's energy of the intellect, then there's a further constriction and God is expressed in the tenth and final dimension of each world, the dimension of malchut, of sovereignty. And now there's going to be an interplay, a dynamic between God in the intellect of the world and God in the sovereignty of the world. And through God in the sovereignty of the world, with God in the intellect of the world, can come forth the energy that will then vivify all of creation of that world. And that level of sovereignty is very important, and that's why we have many different terms for it. We have Kabbalistic terms, we have terms in the Talmud, it's called uh, the world of revelation, it's called the queen, it's called the lower mother, it's called Shekhinah, what we loosely translate as the divine presence. All of these terms are expressing the function of this tenth divine attribute, Malchus sovereignty. Shekhinah, the divine presence, comes from the concept of, and I will dwell in them, meaning an indwelling, a lowering of self to be expressed outward, which is exactly what God's doing here. Because here, in sovereignty, is the beginning of the revelation of the infinite light of God. And from here, it can be expressed to each creation to vivify it. Which is also why it's called the mother, because she's the mother of all of creation. Which is why it's called the repository of the souls of the Jewish people. Because from sovereignty comes forth all the souls. So we have here, in sovereignty, is where God's energy is being expressed. But again, it can't be coming directly from sovereignty because it would still be too strong for any any creation to then be manifest from it, just as it would be too strong anywhere else. But from sovereignty, we're now going to filter that through the filter of God's intellect and the interplay between the two, as we will discuss further in the chapter, is what's going to allow creation to absorb, as per its capacity, God's energy for it to exist on each love of creation as a being of God.